So Kevin Ray, voice of the Suns, joined us last segment. If you missed it, it's on the podcast. Great job. Uh, it was great talking to him. He's confirmed to us, by the way, Durant will wear number 35. More of a fan of number 7 myself than 35, but I, I can live with it. I like 35. I, it's I, the OG. It, it is an original one. Like, that's going to be, yeah, there's going to be, like, if you talk about players who wear 35, he is the number one player, to, although I, you could probably say the same with number 7. But that being said, I look at this. Well, actually, you know why? Because Kevin Johnson wore number seven, so he probably can't wear it. Didn't they retire it in Phoenix? Oh, you know, that's a great question. That's probably why. It just, it just popped in my head. I think it's because Kevin Johnson, had num- was his number seven was retired. But, you know, he mentions things like Terrence Ross now in the, in the buyout market in the NBA. Yep, it is. Because now, there you go. So that's why he can't wear number seven. This is where the teams now kind of fill in their <coughs> rosters, where players get traded and it's just a salary cap dump. Or, you know, they know they're not going to fit in and they ask out. Whatever the case is. We've already got a bunch of guys out there on the free agent market, including Russell Westbrook, who there is apparently a lot of interest, Ryan, in Chicago taking him. This this is a chance for a lot of teams to improve the back ends of their roster. I I would not – I don't think Russell Westbrook's the best fit in Chicago, but it sounded like this may happen, man. Yeah, especially because Billy Donovan absolutely loves Russell Westbrook. You look at the Bulls, right now they're down five at the half to the Orlando Magic. Our Orlando Magic. Our but Orlando the difference Magic. is the Magic are like fully content on just competing here in the next three to four years, whereas the Bulls, you're paying all that money to Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. You should be a top five seed in the Eastern Conference with that talent, like on paper with Vooch and these guys. Uh, if they had Lonzo, maybe that's maybe that's a reality, but it's not right now. They're a bad team, and what they need, I think, besides moving on, which they didn't do at the deadline from either Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan, is they need just like a jolt of energy. And I think that's possibly what Russell Westbrook could bring because at this point, let's be honest, the Bulls' goal is just to get to the playoffs, get that playoff revenue, try to figure out what you have next offseason, what AK is going to do with all these contracts. But the more I think about it, it's going to be a disaster most likely. But I wouldn't hate it because this team needs something. They have no energy whatsoever. And if Russell Westbrook at least makes it a more exciting product and I could enjoy watching my team, I'm all for it. Yeah, he's going to be fun, man. I think uh, he's a perfect bull. Billy Donovan and him uh, sort of go like <laughs> together like peas and carrots, like uh, butter and steak. You know what I mean? He's, uh, this is not a winning situation. Uh, Russell Westbrook is not a player that you necessarily want for a contender. He's going to be able to get you buckets, though. He's going to be able to make you a fun organization bring you a spark, bring it every day, bring some culture to this team. I don't want to see him in the Clippers. That is exactly where I don't want to see him. No, that's just not what they need. They need somebody to help them out with the half-court offense once they get to the playoffs. Not Russell Westbrook, who I love him, but he's most likely going to be out of control when we do get to the playoffs. So I think the perfect opportunity for him to get on the floor in the playoffs would be in Chicago. And And that's what they need. What does that tell you, though, about Lonzo? That Lonzo, these setbacks, like, are we ever going to see him again? Because this means if you're looking to bring in Russell Westbrook, and I know at this point he's a bench player, you're bringing him off the bench, but doesn't that mean that you're probably a little unsure about Lonzo? Like, he's not coming back this year, right? No. That's what just popped in my head was that thought, and also him coexisting with Zach Levine, though. Like, Oh, man, I know. I I think that's going to be a problem. We already hear all these stories about the team not – everybody hating Zach Levine there. Uh, Russell Westbrook's not going to develop a better relationship with him when they both want to take shots in the fourth quarter. No, and I don't know that you want to even have Russell Westbrook out there at the end of these games. You know, like uh, Mm -hmm. you need to sit down. He's a guy that gives you a spark off the bench. He's he is a Lou Williams without a jump shot. That's what he is. Yeah, and then you look at like the young players, like 
what does he bring into that locker room? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's probably the best fit just because, let's be honest, like I don't think any title contenders really want Russell Westbrook unless no. the Clippers. And if they want Russell Westbrook that bad, that just shows the desperation mode that they're in to get a point guard. And that makes me feel even worse about my ticket. And that makes them a stay-away team when we do get to the playoffs and are already packed Western Conference. I actually think Bones Highland is going to play a lot of point guard for him, for them. He came out and said, listen, Denver never really utilized my playmaking uh, abilities. I was having to be a playmaker basically never because of Jokic, and you've got Jamal Murray there. He took shots at Jamal Murray on the way out, said yeah, that did. Denver only had one spectacular player and that the Clippers have two, and he's going to be able to show what he can do. You've got him, uh, and you've got Terrence Mann, who are going to be running the point. Very unorthodox point guards, very unorthodox guys that can handle the ball. But Ty Lue was clear in some of the recent uh, interviews that he's done and said, listen, like, look at all the teams that went to the conference finals and, and the uh, finals. Like, Mavericks had Jalen Brunson, but other than them, like, would you consider Marcus Smart a traditional point guard? Would you consider Steph Curry a traditional point guard? Uh, so we can find ways to get the best best players with the ball in their hands, even if they're not, like, the prototypical guards that you would normally see us have. So I I actually like that. you got to have some serious swag to be Bones Highland and go out. Again, has been a fun player, spark plug for them, to go out and just basically rip the entire organization on your way out. Got heated. That that is somebody that clearly was not happy where he was anyway and wanted to make sure everybody knew about it, Ryan. Yeah, I thought that that was a great mood. Like, I love – or great move. I like the pettiness that we're seeing with some of these athletes, like Derek Carr not doing anything to help the Raiders out. Now I'm kind of hoping, like, that he does go and sign with the Saints. But I love seeing Bones just kind of rip the organization because I thought that he was going to be a perfect fit for that team. Like, I had uh, big dreams for Bones. I was looking at sixth man of the year. I was looking at most improved player. But just didn't work out there. And uh, you could tell that something was going on off the floor, obviously. So him and Jamal Murray don't get along. That's what it pretty much is. Yeah. So that was the reason that he got traded is Jamal Murray was feeling like they weren't meshing together. He was erratic on the floor. Jamal Murray wanted more touches. I can't tell who's right and who's wrong, but they were going to move him regardless. His minutes were going down. The good thing is, is Denver's adding Reggie Jackson now. So I'm sure everything will be fine. I honestly don't understand that. If you had Bones... And listen, Reggie Jackson was brutal for the Clippers. Why would you add Awful. him? And if you're worrying about the same problem as you had with Bones, does this make sense? Would you rather, let's say you're a title contender, right? Let's say you're Denver. And what do we worry about with Denver when we get to the playoffs? Half-court defense. Like, are they good enough defensively? Would you have rather brought in Reggie Jackson? We know what he is. He's a chucker. Or would you have rather, even though he's a little bit of a nutcase, brought in Pat Bev, who you know what he is in the playoffs. He's a lockdown defender. Um, yeah, he gets a little out of control, but if he's on your team, you need a guy like that in your locker room. I, I honestly would have rather, and I know he hasn't been bought out yet, I would rather have Pat Bev in the playoffs. Same. I can't argue with that. I, I, Same. I can't. And it's not you, you can't just have a bunch of scorers and shooters on your team. Chemistry matters. Roles matter. And somebody like Pat Bev knows exactly what their role is. He knows exactly who he is, what he does well, what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are, and he'll go out there and be an irritant. Now, there are times where you got to kind of rein him in and be like, yo, calm down. Like, don't get teed up. We need you out here right now. Yeah. Or you're just going to make this a lot worse than what it is. But at the same time, 
I want somebody like that. I want Draymond Green on my team. I want somebody that brings that toughness, that brings that certain type of grittiness that not everybody has, because that's contagious. That works with everybody else. And bare minimum, you at least have one person that's going to bring that, even if not every single guy out on the floor at that moment feels the same way or plays the same way, you at least have somebody that you can count on with it. And he's going to work really, really hard. And that hard work, just given his story and the tr his career and where he started and where he is now, that type of stuff resonates in a locker room. A thousand percent. Yeah, completely agree. I would rather, and that's what I'm saying. I think that he's a perfect pickup for a title contender. Low key, you know who? It's funny because when I was covering the team, they picked this guy up. I don't believe he ever even suited up. But the Stanimals uh, on the buy oh, market. Yeah. Did you guys see this, Stanley yes. Johnson? So what I'm thinking is, so the Spurs obviously let him go because the Spurs have no need for any vets, and he's shooting 45 percent from three. You know who I wouldn't hate picking him up is the Milwaukee Bucks and actually giving yeah. him a shot, just some shooting off the bench. I wouldn't hate that, or for a team that needs, uh, you know, some more three-point shooting. Forty-five percent from three-point range. Not that just he's going to give you major minutes. Just a Bryn Forbes role for him. Why yeah. not? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. The problem is he never played for Mike Budenholzer like previously, so he probably has no shot. But only likes buying out the guys that played on that Hawks team or with uh, the Spurs years ago. Yeah, I mean, there's still some some shoes that have to obviously fall. Danny Green's going to. Cleveland, John Wall is going to get bought out, and I think he'll still pick. He'll. he'll I think that's the one that Kevin Ray thought was oh, going to the Clip, yeah, to the Suns. When he said a former Clippers point guard, I was like, oh, he means John Wall. John Wall playing twenty minutes in Phoenix would be great because he could be John Wall can be a facilitator. He preferred that in Washington and early on in his career. He was like, I'd rather get everybody else involved. He wants to be more of a traditional point guard, playing with Chris Paul, kind of splitting those minutes, and he could even just. I mean, at some point, like, I know John Wall's a veteran, but there's still some learning that can be done from Chris Paul and watching one of the greatest playmaking point guards that we've ever had on the floor in Chris Paul. I, that adds a little bit of depth. I think that move makes sense. I agree. Adds depth, and John Wall does defend. I mean, still at this point of his career, he's always been a lockdown defender. Obviously, you know, he's not as explosive as we wanted him to be because of the injuries. I just I don't understand how... And I know the minutes weren't great. He got off to a decent start this season, though, you remember? I just mm -hmm. don't understand what went down there, though. Yeah, I just think the John Wall minutes were pretty brutal. He wasn't <laughs> defensively doing as well as he used to do back in the day, offensively not giving you much. Just it wasn't working from a fit perspective. But listen, you're quiet on, quiet off. You have different lineups every night. Yeah. You have a team that's like 11 or 12 deep. So I think it was just maybe a, a slight fit issue. That, and that that's that can be a big issue a lot of times where some uh, somebody's there and you're in a spot and you're like I'm not playing the right role. I mean clearly Bones Highland wasn't didn't have the right role in Denver, so we're going to see him totally different in, in in with the Clippers now. But yeah, when you got guys in and out of the lineup constantly, you don't know when Kawhi's in, and I know it's been a little better, but it makes it difficult for somebody. Oh, by the way, he's barely played basketball in like the last three seasons. Agreed. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, none of these guys are really moving the needle for any of us. The biggest name is Russell Westbrook, and he's going to the Chicago Bulls, most likely. That doesn't do anything for any of us, except for maybe the Bulls will be a little bit more competitive in games against teams like the Orlando Magic, because they'll have a guy that actually wants to be there. Like, we're talking about Stanley Johnson. Shout out to Stanley Johnson for shooting 45% from three. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Up until last week, did not even know he was a spur. He was even still in the league. But uh, good for him. Um, John Wall, I mean, I think, I think honestly, out of, of this list, if I'm the Clippers or if I'm any contending team that needs a point guard, I like, Reg I like um, Patrick Beverly the most. I like him the most. Yeah, I agree. He brings something unique. Like, he at least brings you know? something different. I mean, Reggie Jackson is like every other 
uh, poor shooting, inconsistent <laughs> combo guard that we have in the NBA. He's a, he's a dime a dozen. There's guys that play like him all the time. And when it all comes down now, as we've seen the trade deadline done, and you mm -hmm. kind of see where the West and the East, especially the West, is really shaped out. I mean, you got Phoenix as the favorite to come out of the West at plus 225. Denver's still up there at plus 350. Clippers at 5-1. to one. Golden State 7-1. Interesting Dallas even adding Kyrie. 8-1 to one at this point. I loved the, the Grizzlies before all of this, but now... John Morant saying he's not he's not worried about the West. You better be worried about the West because the the Suns made the biggest splash and they are absolutely if they stay healthy they are the best team in the Western Conference. Yeah, it's going to be killer. Two wings. You have a Mikael Bridges that can actually give you fifty. KD can defend like yep. Mikael, but he can score like uh, his name is Kevin Durant. Yeah, and that's like the thing that nobody's. I mean, obviously, you know, how do you? And who, who's guarding in a playoff series, in a seven-game series? You look at these teams in the Western Conference. Who's guarding Devin Booker and then who's guarding Kevin Durant? That's the thing that nobody's talking about. Yeah, you lose some defense with Bridges, but Kevin Durant is one of the more underrated defenders in league history. He's so long. He's so lengthy. The only thing is how healthy is he going to be? And is he going to be able to give you the full effort on the offensive end? And, and that's the great thing about having a Devin Booker. You know, it's not going to have to come down to Kevin Durant having to do what he did for Brooklyn when they should have beat the Bucks in that playoff series where he had to go out there and attempt 29-31 field goals and drop 40 every game. He doesn't have to do that with Booker and with Aiton. And hopefully, and, and like let's not take away from his playmaking abilities. We love Chris Paul, but this version of Chris Paul, he's old and yeah. wash. Kevin Durant gives you another guy that could play with the ball in his hands, and maybe he could get DeAndre Ayton involved because Monty Williams and Chris Paul haven't done a very good job of that this season when everybody's been healthy and on the floor. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the Suns are a very, very sneaky, scary. Mm -hmm. They're not deep, but, man, do they have some potent offense. And we're seeing teams like the Pelicans now not only fall behind like they have with all the injuries, but now we get the Zion news that he's had another setback, which, shocking, I think we should have expected this to happen at some point. This will be Zion Williamson's career, but you're, you're, you're pretty much taking the Pelicans out of this, right? They were going to be the yeah. Grizzlies this year that we had last year, and now without Zion... Not a chance. They're game over 500. They're not coming close. Yeah, and it really sucks because of all that talent, you know, and they finally, like, showed that they could put it all together, and Zion was in shape. He looked great. He looked like he could be the MVP of the league, and it's just mm -hmm. like, is this guy ever going to be healthy? And then what do the Pelicans do? Because do you continue to run it back every single year with Brandon Ingram and him? Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to work out. You know, really quick going back to the Suns because I keep you, – you brought up the depth. Everybody keeps bringing up the depth. I feel like that would be a huge issue if we're talking about the depth in October for an 82-game season. But right. we're already past – you know, we're already, like, coming up to the second half of the season. And now I don't really worry so much about the depth if they're able to get these guys healthy because they're going to be a playoff team. And this isn't a team that needs home court advantage or needs to be a top-four seed. And let's be honest, in the playoffs, we're going to shorten up those rotations anyway. Durant's playing 40 minutes. Chris Paul's playing 40 minutes. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I know the price isn't great, but I love this Suns team. Yeah, I, I, I just hope they stay healthy because I really want to see yeah. this team at full strength and see what they can be, you know, because it's really another super team. This is the NBA now, right? Chris Paul's a little older, though. I want to see him get a title. I want to see Chris Paul get a title.